Hello, and welcome to the Vivo Wellness Podcast. My name is Jarrell. I'm Rachel. Thank you for being here today. How's your week going? I hesitate to say week because it's Monday. I realize as I said this, but still the week starts on Sunday, technically. Jarrell, how's your week going? Um, my week is going pretty good so far. Uh, like you said, it's earlier in the week, but, you know, worked out this morning. Feel good about that. Got some things I need to do. Feel good about being able to conquer those. So yeah, I think I'm like generally in a good place so far. That is very unique to like (laughs) the nice sad state of affairs. But I feel like that's a very unique, like refreshing perspective compared to what like a lot of people are saying when they are asked that question. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that uh, that's fair. I mean, I think that I've actually you know definitely heard that from people. Um, I don't know. I try and focus on like the day and so far today good I can say you just like you just like unintentionally gave everybody some like really good like life advice right now I guess so well done um to answer your question I would say same like just kind of like maintaining Mm. things don't feel catastrophic or as crazy as I think they did in the beginning of this month but yeah kind of like nothing just maintaining I'm gonna go with that that's my word of the day okay fair enough we hope you are all doing at least as well as we are which seems to be very neutral so Mm. hopefully better if not at the level today we want to talk about oversharing And this is something that I feel like happens a lot, like a lot of the eye rolls sometimes that we give other people without them knowing on social media is that they're sharing information that just feels extra. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like people also do this in real life. You know, we had this topic about oversharing on social media. And now as I'm saying this, I'm like, oh, this could actually just be like life though, like oversharing period. So we're gonna speci- we're gonna specifically talk about social media, but we're also gonna kind of broaden this out now. I've just decided to the rest of your life, because um, I don't think it stops on Instagram or Twitter or wherever or TikTok, right? That's what the cool young kids are doing now. TikTok. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Is Snapchat over? Have we moved on? I'm sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm like trying to think um, if I've heard somebody mention Snapchat, but I realize like nobody in my life is probably the like, target right. of Snapchat. But if you still use Snapchat, let us know. Like, I hope it's doing okay. Like I would not want to, unless they have like horrible business practices, which like, I don't know anything about Snapchat. Maybe I'm glad it's gone away. Could go either way at this point. But either way, social media is usually somewhere where we have a large audience. And so just sharing and oversharing tends to happen because it's also so indirect where technically we're not telling people, we're telling our phone who is then Mm -hmm. telling people, right? It's not like you have to deal with someone's immediate reaction to whatever you're sharing. So we wanna talk about what oversharing might be, how can you identify it? Um, And I think it's important, especially as, you know, we just said a lot of people put a lot of their lives on social media. And I guess we'll also answer the question, has that gone too far? And why it either has or hasn't and why that's a good or bad thing. So what are your thoughts when you, when I say oversharing on social media, like, what do you think of and what's your reaction to that? Well, I wanted to start by saying that I have 
just uh, obviously we're going to be talking about this from the perspective of being mental health professionals but also i want to disclose a bias that i have for um like i i personally have a strong sense of privacy for multiple reasons um so i have a bias towards like keep things to yourself <laughs> uh for the most part and so i'm just putting that out there yeah, like, so I'm just putting that out there as like that I, I'm coming in with this bias. And so obviously so the way that I approach some of this is going to be informed by that while still offering like some objective, some more objective uh, feedback and like exploring the implications like for mental health. But that's where I, that's where I'm rooted. Oh, so. you're, you're so ethical. Like I didn't even think to say that. I Because I would just say yeah. same. Um, yeah. I want to say that maybe it's funny because I think I have a higher tolerance for sharing in life than you do, but maybe a lower one on social media, which I think is funny, right? Like I'm just thinking of, you know, just different relationships we've had with all the apps. I'm not even going to try to pretend I'm cool and name all of them again. And I feel like it's that, like I might be more open to sharing like with a human being in front of me. Whereas I feel like you're cooler with like people putting things on social media. And I just, that's just an interesting yeah, observation yeah. I've had. And maybe that's part of the conversation. Like what is the difference and how can you determine what your comfort level is with each? And if there is a difference for you, maybe there's not. Right. Yeah. I think that's a fair observation. Um, and I think that's just like, I sort of lean towards also just because I lean towards things like writing naturally um and so that tends to be like a lot of the way in which I enjoy expressing myself more um so in that there's like a bit more distance and so some things don't some sharing doesn't happen so easily in conversation for me um Mm -hmm. personally so maybe that's part of the difference between us um but I don't know yeah I think that like I was actually talking to a client recently and I named this idea that's come up uh, in, I don't know, in like online culture recently. And it's called quote unquote main character energy. And, and MCE, right. Cause there was like a BDE for a while. So this is the MCE. Yeah. You know yeah, what it makes me think of? Do you remember MCI? Like the telephone company? Please say yes. <laughs> oh yes, 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 yes. Okay, because I was going to say, I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm even older than I thought I was going to feel. But like the the whole, what were they, like a long distance carrier? I only actually Maybe. think of this, I think, because I'm like re-watching the Golden Girls as a tribute to Betty White. Nice. But remember when we had like long distance phone carriers? Mm-hmm. I just realized that there are probably people listening to this podcast who have no recollection of this. A hundred percent. Yeah, that's it. But also, that's I mean, frightening. But anyway. Yeah, like, I mean, but also that? good for us. Um, I know, but like, but I digress. Please continue with what you were saying. That was yeah, understanding. Yeah. yeah, so like, you know, there's a, so I think collectively, like societally, we've definitely moved towards this idea of like main character energy being a lot more acceptable and profitable for people, both in terms of like of monetary gain, but also in like emotional gain in a lot of ways. And so I think that that's, again, it's like related to the shift, more shifting into like narcissism and that kind of culture. And so I think that a lot of what happens is that people 
feel compelled to share themselves in, in front of a large audience in way and now in ways that they didn't before. Um, because there's just like all these avenues to do so. And I don't know, I think that people are really, the, the benefit of the doubt is that like people are really trying to get validation and connection and et cetera, et cetera. But then it's also cynical part of me is like, well, but then there's also the monetization of personality. Um, and I think that that's what really concerns me about how much people are sharing on social. Um, so no, it's complicated. Yeah, I was gonna say, as you're saying this, I feel like we could do an entirely way too long podcast episode on like why social media has risen to the point that it has and yeah. why people embrace it. Because if you think about it, it's actually kind of a strange phenomenon. Like if you, before all of these apps happened and before social media was big, like speaking of remember when, remember when Facebook was limited to colleges and you posted the courses you were in in hopes to find a classmate you could hang out with? Yeah. I feel so pure and innocent at that Yeah. But before it really became a thing, I think if you told someone, like I'm thinking of like college freshman me, and if somebody said like, oh yeah, there's going to be an app for you as an adult where you'll share like intimate details potentially of your life and pictures of people's children will be shared to strangers. And it won't just be your friends and family and the other person in your psych 101 class. It'll be like random people on the internet. I would be like, no, that's creepy. That's invasive. And that doesn't sound like a good idea because, you know, we also were kids in the age of where like, don't talk to strangers on the internet. So it's just such a also interesting turnaround from that. Like when AOL chat rooms first were a thing, like it's such a 180 from don't trust people on the internet to share your entire life with people on the internet. Um, yeah. It's a weird thing in theory, but it has really taken off and people do it like it's no big deal. Yeah. And I was just going to say, I definitely, I'm choking. Hold on. (laughs) I, I'm good now. I definitely talk to strangers on the internet in AOL chat room. Oh, same. Right. But it was like taboo and like you were behind somebody's back. Like weird and like creepy, but like even not really. Yeah. It was just, it's, so it's really interesting that we're in this era now where like, it seems like everything is much more open, uh-huh. right? But I remember like the days of AM and AOL chat rooms, like I would talk to people like all over the world and like, it was fun. Sometimes it was salacious, but like for the most part, it was just like fun and you could just like talk about your life with, but you were talking to a person or like uh-huh. a few people, right? It wasn't a broadcast. right? And I think that's the difference now is that like, it's a broadcast which is like, I wonder what that, what the long-term like implications of that are. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's become so mainstream that it's just like a thing everyone does that I think going back to the reason why we're doing this episode, I think it's that people don't really think about it until maybe after the fact, like no one's paused to say, what am I comfortable with? Like, what do I want my relationship with social media to be? And I know we've talked about this and blog posts in previous episodes and we can link to those but kind of specifically in terms of the oversharing this idea of not just usage of social media because I think sometimes that's just like how how long am I comfortable scrolling Instagram for before I think it's a really big problem this is more like 
how much of yourself do you want to give to the world is kind of that question. And by proxy, how much of your life with those around you do you want to give to the world? And I think of this a lot in terms of what I think is like a big hot topic in terms of sharing is the kid thing. Mm-hmm. Is that I hear from people on both ends of the spectrum of like, my kid's on my Instagram account, like who cares, regardless of following, right? And then of course you can put in that nuance of like, I have 300 followers and they're all people I went to college and high school with or work with and like, who cares? Sure. But then there are people with like thousands of followers and you're like, okay, like you're broadcasting your kid almost like a national television, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? Some people say, yeah, sure. Why not? Whereas other people are like, no, that's a horrible, horrible thing to do. Mm. Who's right? I don't know, both, somewhere in the middle. But I think right. this is all very nuanced in the sense of people don't often stop to ask themselves where they actually fall on that spectrum. And obviously not just with kids, if you happen to have them, but anything. Like, what do you actually want to share, right? What if it was separate and aside from what someone else is doing or what you feel like you should do? Like, basically the question is how much of yourself do you want to share with the world? And I think a lot of people don't ask that question before they share themselves with the world. Yeah, totally. And I've, you know, I, I experienced a shift in this as like culture shifted, you know, so we got Facebook in college and, and yeah, there, like, there are so many pictures on Facebook of like me various things in college so many pictures um and which is like fine but then you know got a bit older went to grad school became a therapist and I think this is the one of the things that's really stuck with me is like well if you're in a professional role like there is some like social um I don't know I don't know, there's kind of like a, a, a different social line you have for your public facing, I guess, persona. And one of the things that always stuck to me, like, and this kind of came up in undergrad, but was obviously a much more clear in grad school was like, okay, well, anything that you put online um, is essentially the same as making the front page news. So is it would you be comfortable with said thing being on front page news and whoever coming across it came across it? Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I think that's how I started to generally approach it. And then for me, I, I moved away from being uh, like much like really personal and seeing like whatever I was doing on social as a, a platform to like share things that were meaningful like to me and to mental health and information and, and that sort of thing with maybe some of me sprinkled in. Um, and that's kind of how I've seen it. And so from, I think that you're, what you're saying is that that question of, oh, like how much do you want to share of your, how much do you want to share of yourself with the world, I think is the place to start. And I think it's almost like, well, and the world is literally the world um, cause anyone could have access to it if you have any, any public profile, definitely. But even if you have a private, um, you know, uh, there's many cases of people like having private accounts and then some in bad judgment, some person who, some private follower screenshotting and sending that thing to some other person. And then it's public. 
right? And so it's, it's an uncontrollable beast in some respects. So the, the amount of control you have really is you before you click post. Yeah. And I think a good way to kind of assess and answer that question is how do I feel when I'm sharing, after I'm sharing, if someone responds, right? Check in with yourself because I think that will actually help you answer that question because maybe it's different in theory. Like you're not against people posting something in a different life category in general, but when it's you and people respond to it, you're uncomfortable. Or when it's you and then you look back on it, you're like, oh, I don't like that. Or like, I don't like what I wrote or I don't like that that picture is up there. Um, And I think it's, all about assessing your own individual comfort level, but that includes or involves checking in with yourself. And I I hear you. I think it's also important that you mentioned that it evolves because I agree. I think when I was younger, which even just that statement makes me sound very old. (laughs) Um, When I was in my younger years, Mm -hmm. Facebook, like you mentioned, what it used to be, it felt very community-esque to me like there was no one on my Facebook friends list that I didn't know right so it was just like sharing things with when I was in grad school I shared things so people like keeping contact with people from college from college from Mm -hmm. high school right like after grad school like just people in my life that I don't see on a regular basis and it felt very much like that and I think if people don't remember that time like they're laughing now because I don't think Facebook or Instagram or any of that is has that vibe at all And so as that happened, I really pulled back and I was like, all right, I don't need this to be on the internet right now. And I got more selective, right? And for me, you know, the rule that I use all the time with this is I don't post information or photos or just like stories or thoughts or anything that I wouldn't share with a stranger, um, you know, if I was meeting someone for the first time, either professionally or personally, because I think for me, that's not so much of a different line if I don't yeah, know yeah. you well, but if I'm not sharing that with someone like I just met, then it's not going on social media because to me, those are the equivalent people, right? It's like your introduction to the world. So would you share this with somebody that you're just meeting for the first time? Is there any capacity in the relationship of that person that you would not share, right? Would you not share with somebody professional? Would you not share with somebody related to your family in some way? And I think that can give you a roadmap as to what you're comfortable with putting out into the world and what you're not. And like I said, it's personal preference, right? I like that we're sharing ours because I think it just illustrates that it's really an individual decision and based on what your own comfort level is. Mm -hmm. And starting from there and then I think if you're good with it right even if it's like putting out really intimate details of your life as long as it's something that you're comfortable with and willing to accept the consequences and not just specifically to that there are consequences to everything we do then I would say cool go for it um I would put an asterisk on all of this though is that I think the other really important question to ask yourself is why like, yeah. why do you want this on Instagram, right? Why are you not? And this is as simple as like, there's a funny meme that I came across. I can DM it to friends or I can share it to my stories to the masses. Mm-hmm. And maybe you'll do both. <laughs> Sometimes mm-hmm. I've done both. Because yeah. both like, this is, but 
it's a why, right? Because of both is, oh, this is like a really important message, or this is like widely entertaining, and maybe will brighten people's day. And I want to make sure a friend sees it. That's my why. Versus some things are just like DM'd or texted to people because I'm like, oh, this is funny, but it's such a niche thing that like only two people will appreciate it. And so like, I don't need to share it with everyone because everyone's not going to care. Or it's, you know, let's be real, maybe like borderline not appropriate for public consumption, right? Like maybe I don't want everyone in the world to know that I think this is funny or interesting, or this is my viewpoint on this. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's personal for some reason, right? Like all kinds of things like that. But in terms of not even just resharing content, like if you want to post, for example, and I feel like it might be obvious why this one comes to mind a tribute to like your significant other for, mm-hmm. oh, anniversary, for a special occasion, whatever. Why? Why do you want that posted publicly? Yeah. Versus just telling the person. And this is obviously not just a significant other thing. This can be like people post tributes for friends' birthdays or kids' birthdays or birthdays are very popular. You know, accomplishments of y- yourself or other people. Mm-hmm. why do you want this shared publicly and the reason I say the why is so important is because what happens unfortunately in the world of social media is that there's a lot of seeking validation which yeah. don't get me wrong we all do it that's not a thing that you can ever avoid nor is it a bad thing like we all want to yeah. be liked accepted we want people to tell us that we're doing a good job and we want people to think we're cool and want what we have. Like, that's just a natural human tendency and it's mm-hmm. not a problem. The problem with not kind of digging deep into some of this thing, these things with social media is that like, for example, when I use the significant other thing, if what you're trying to get is like people telling you that, oh my God, your relationship is so great. You guys look so cute, et cetera, et cetera, to feel good about about a relationship that maybe you don't feel that great about any other day if you're not getting that validation that's a that's a thing right that's that's a bigger thing than a social media post and so the why is important there because for a couple reasons like one it can open up your eyes to something that maybe needs to be addressed that you haven't really been fighting or looking at head-on because it's kind of scary And also in situations like that, where you're kind of having this like secondary reason for posting other than like, I want to share this information, or I think I have a good message to say, you often don't get what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. One, because that's not actually what you want, right? Like in the uh, example of the significant other, it's, you want to feel like your relationship is good, but strangers actually can't tell you that your relationship is good. So it's going to feel good for a second, but it's not actually going to fulfill you. And you might end up feeling worse. That's number one. And number two, just the way that massive information sharing works, the bystander effect is real, which like now Mm -hmm. we can get into like the fun, like psych terminology is essentially like diffusion of responsibility is another thing people call it is that if you just like put something out to the masses like everyone's just like I don't need to do it I don't want to do it and so even if you were to say like hey I need x and you're throwing it out to like thousands of people so say you have tens of thousands of followers very few people are going to respond because it's the idea of like oh someone else will do it or it's the idea of like oh I don't know do they really want me to respond they probably have other people that'll respond and what ends up happening is like you might get no one and that kind of feels like crap (laughs) if you're looking for this response and validation and you get nothing you might end up feeling worse 
And so then the question I just direct is, should you be requesting that from maybe people closer to you in your life and you have meaningful relationships with rather than the masses of social media? And I think that's just an important food for thought, depending on kind of what your answer to the why is. Yeah. And I think, you know, with all that, it's also sometimes it's okay to do, to post something for just for validation um, or just for someone to tell you you look nice or, or whatever, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's, but it's always a risk because there are uncontrollable factors. So mm-hmm. just be prepared for the risk, right? So if you know that like, oh, like I feel like I look really cute today. I'm going to post this picture. Like I want people to gas me up. Like before you post it, you should have a conversation with yourself and say like, oh, what if like people don't gas me up? Will I be okay with that? Mm-hmm. Um, do, will I still think I look cute? Or, you know, will I be able to take that hit to the ego? Then if yes, then go ahead and post it. If no, maybe you wait on that. Um, the other thing I, I, I will offer, and I've said this before, maybe in like other terms is that there's also this thing that happens on the internet where um, it's, it's just like also this place where people's misery gets to live very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're probably going to get some nasty stuff too. Um, Cause that's just more likely to happen online than in person. Also, if you want the psych term, it is called the disinhibition effect. There's been some good research on that, um, which basically is like, oh, because people can be keyboard warriors because you're not in front of them. <laughs> um, and people leak sort of really super personal or super intimate information online because it feels less personal in a lot of ways. Uh, but that's the thing to really be careful about because there are consequences to everything. Um, and I think that I think the real message here is just about being mindful about what you're posting, why you're posting it, checking in with yourself, right? Uh, before, after, during, whatever. So you really know what you're getting into. Because I don't think I don't think that process has been something we've really taught ourselves collectively as a culture. And that's why we have some of the problems online that we do. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I would also double down on the idea of that there's no really wrong answer to the why as long as you're okay with it. And like you said, willing to accept whatever consequences happen, right? Sometimes people say, oh, I'm posting something to Instagram because it kind of serves as like a little virtual journal for me. And Mm -hmm. I felt that I've done that before. And I think that's cool, Mm -hmm. right? That you're also sharing with other people who might be interested, but like really you're just like, oh no, it's also, it's fun to have a record or to have a place mm-hmm. where like photos and all of these things are in somewhere that I can both look back on and that maybe I can, you know, share something that was cool that I did. Um, I think it's also fine, like you said, if you wanna just like brag a little bit, be like, hey, I did this cool thing, right? And mm-hmm. that's what it is. And then, but the whole idea is like, if no one likes your photo, are you still cool with that? Some things are back mm-hmm. up to yourself gonna throw that out there right like Mm -hmm. you don't have to share everything it's actually fine if you just keep something to yourself and if I'm saying this and you're like what why would anyone do that that's atrocious 
I challenge you to ask yourself why to that, mm -hmm. because a lot of times what happens is that we share and I think we all, this is an unofficial term. This is not as cool as like some of the other stuff we've been dropping. What happens sometimes is that people babble share where mm -hmm. I feel like we've all done this and, or have experienced someone doing this where they're just like walking you through the steps of their day. And again, this is no judgment. Like maybe there is a meaning behind it and everything. But for someone who does that often, my question is like, why are you giving this to another person? And again, it yeah, all goes yeah. back to the why. And a lot of times though, the answer to that why is because they're uncomfortable sitting with themselves for whatever reason, uncomfortable mm -hmm. sitting with silence, uncomfortable sitting with what's happening throughout the course of their day. There's some uncomfortable thoughts coming up that they like want to avoid or get out of their mind as quickly as possible or dump on someone else. And so if you're kind of in that category of maybe like the bobble sharers where like you're feeling like something's on social media that's just like very much like, I had to take a picture of when I dropped my coffee all over my shoes. And then I had to take a picture of like my toothpaste exploding. And I don't know why someone's spilling so much in the course of the day, <laughs> or like, this is my dog that peed on the floor, or this is my child throwing a tantrum. And it's like, huh, why are you sharing all of these moments throughout the day? Or even things just like ate a good sandwich at lunch. That was always the Facebook status rant, like from back in the day when people would use the Facebook statuses to be like, ate an Oreo, it was good. And you're like, why? <laughs> no one cares. And maybe for them, there's a reason for it. And if you can answer that question, why? Babble share to your heart's content. But if you're listening to this and resonating with that idea, I really want to emphasize the why, because some things are just better kept to yourself and worked through on your own for so many reasons. And if you never feel like you do anything that fits into that category, I would really bold and underline that why to ask yourself that. And that maybe will prevent you from not only oversharing with a person that maybe later on you're like, oh, I wish they didn't have that information, but maybe also helps you get a little bit more comfortable and more secure with what you're putting on to the internets. Mm -hmm. For sure. Speaking of social media. You can feel free to connect with us at Viva Wellness NYC if you want to share your thoughts. We thank you for joining us for this episode. You will find new ones in your feed every other Wednesday. So please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And we hope you have a good rest of your week. Bye.